Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders uh, Insider Podcast, and I'm great, great. I'm glad to be joined by my dear friend, the great Johnny Shop, terrific attorney. He's a tremendously respected journalist, great at what he does. We love having him, Johnny. I got to ask you because I'm getting asked all the time: Are you working on sound for your riff? Yeah, still we're still working on it. Um, it, it we had it lined up and then we couldn't get it to play through still working on it i got plenty of tools i got 13 guitars here enough amps and enough other stuff yes we're working on it all right johnny we got so much to cover tonight where this is going to be a today this is going to be a long podcast but man i think it's going to be good so let me just right at the onset say to all of our listeners thank you tens of thousands of you are listening you're subscribing you're liking never pay people for the coverage that you can get for free. Now, that's not a statement against anyone. There's lots of people who cover this team that do a terrific job, who offer you things that we don't. So that's not a slam at anyone. Everyone tries to say, ah, oh, you're calling out. I'm not calling anybody out. Shut up. Quit trying to be a Karen. <clears throat> but what I am saying is that if if we give something for free and others are giving the same thing, you don't, you don't pay for that. You pay for somebody that's giving you something that you can't get other places. And we just appreciate you. Please continue to subscribe, like, share, follow, read, listen, all of it. Thank you so much. Remember our main website, 
is si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. Why you're there, you can go to the upper right-hand corner, click on newsletter. We never sell your information. And three days a week, you'll get an email so you never miss another big story, a podcast, anything. You'll get it right there. It'll be worth your time, I promise. Again, si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be great for you there. Follow me on IG, Instagram, Hondo SR, or on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter. All right, John, let's get right into it. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. And tonight, everybody, we got so much Raider content, looking at certain stats, the coaching search, the NFL, and so much more. We're going to jump back and forth. You don't want to miss anything, so stay with us. Johnny, I'm going to start with the Raiders. Um, no doubt Jim Harbaugh is a terrific football coach. Anybody trying to say he's not is ridiculous. I saw people, I had some guy send me a message yesterday. Why are you removing my comments pro Harbaugh? I'm like, we haven't removed any comments. Stop. And then another person, you know, how come, you know, you, you are, you're saying you're pro um, AP, but if anyone else does, you're getting rid of them. I, are, are you really secretly for Harbaugh? Stop. You're all acting like a bunch of Karens. And people can have differing opinions. They're both good coaches. Um, it's just ludicrous. But to me, and I'm around the team, I'm talking to the team, I know the the the, the mood of the team, I know some things going on inside the team, to me, this is a no-brainer. You hire Champ Kelly and you go get um, uh, Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce. But they're going to do whatever they want to do. Mark Davis doesn't need my opinion, doesn't need yours. But, John, how big of a colossal mistake will this be? Mark Davis moving all in, to use the Vegas term, on his legacy if he goes anywhere other than AP. What are your thoughts on AP? Do you think he's deserved the job? Do you think he's earned it? Your thoughts. I think he's proven that he would get a head coach at the NFL level. That's the massive takeaway from his interim work. Most of the time we see an interim coach, we don't see them do very much, or maybe they don't do anywhere near enough to think, hey, that's a guy that's going to be a head coach. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, yes, I think he's done enough to earn the job with the Raiders, and I think he would be the best fit with the Raiders should Champ Kelly be the general manager. Now, when you look at Jim Harbaugh, yes, we all know that once upon a time, he began his coaching career with the Raiders. Folks, that was so long ago, most of the guys on the team were like five years old or so. Does not matter. What does matter is what kind of coach would he be? What kind of coach would the other candidates be out there? Dan Quinn, Mike Vrabel, et cetera. And those things are worth considering. But with Harbaugh, I think there's an X factor that you've talked about a bit before that we need to learn more about. It is expected that he's going to have at least a three to six game suspension from college football for stuff that happened before this cheating scandal. What is unclear is what will the NFL do? I want to, John, I'm going to interrupt for one second because I want People are so emotional right now. I want them to hear what you said. We're not talking about the alleged cheating scandal. We're talking about stuff that happened before. And I want everyone to hear me. I don't trust the NCAA. I think they're the most, other than Congress, 
They're the most disingenuous part of American society. So until there's evidence that proves him guilty, we're not even talking about a cheating scandal or alleged. He's innocent of that until proof is presented. We're talking about stuff before. Go ahead, John. Yeah, we're talking about stuff before. So rather than cooperate and take up to a six-game suspension, Michigan and Harbaugh just voluntarily gave themselves three. Well, in reality, that may not be received at all. So he may get as many as six for that. But most likely, he's going to get at least three. And we're talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the cheating scandal. The point is, what does that mean to his NFL hiring? Does somebody want to hire a guy at 10 to 15 million bucks a year who's going to be missing half his first season? I would venture that that would cause a pause for a second. So whether it's the Chargers or the Raiders or anybody else, this is something that these teams are trying to figure out and get a gauge on. There is a what bit of press. I, I, I need to interrupt one more time for clarity. I apologize. But for people that don't know, the NFL has a precedence when a coach jumps to the NFL who has NCAA issues. Remember Jim Trestle. John, if you can elaborate on that so that the people understand that we're not just wantonly saying this, please go ahead. No, we're talking about a little more than 10 years ago after Jim Trestle resigned from Ohio State. I believe after he resigned, he was stuck I believe he took a five-game suspension, basically, or was received, stamped on a five-game suspension, and then resigned. The point is, that suspension basically carried over to the NFL, just like it did for Terrell Pryor. What we don't know about Jim Harbaugh is whether that will come over, how long it will be, three to six games is a fair guess, and then we have no idea the Pandora's box with the cheating scandal. The point is this. We know Antonio Pierce has no game suspension possible. Mike Vrabel, none. Dan Quinn, none, etc. So when you're looking at what NFL owners do here in the coming months and weeks, there is another factor in there that has not yet been widely reported that we talked about here that does need to be considered. That's something to consider. It doesn't probably, well, you know what, depending on what, the NFL learns about whether that suspensions will stick and carry over, there may be some teams that say, forget it. I'm not going to pay a guy that's not going to work for nine weeks or have all that disrupt in the first year. Um, we know the NFL is a win now league. We also know some teams are a total disaster. Uh, Carolina, for example, would Carolina with that wild card of an owner, would they back up the Brinks truck and say, take all the time you need. We'll take all the suspensions. Here you go. And would Harbaugh want any part of that? Ugh, I don't know. But relative to the Raiders, it's something worth considering. And I do think, as we talked about last week, it's a, it's a chemistry disruption risk if you do anything but stick with Antonio Pearson Champ Kelly. Now, you're not tied to them. You're not tied to the coordinators. Heck, you may not even have a choice on Patrick Graham, who is already on some interview lists. I would be curious, and I'm sure that maybe they would not be explaining in public what Antonio Pierce might do coordinator-wise, what he might do staff-wise that might be a little bit different. While everybody else who has fired a coach or is needing to make a change, they're likely going to make a major shift of the gear. And sometimes you go back a little before that clutch catches and you accelerate. 
the Raiders uh, are probably looking to accelerate without any kind of lag. There was not an expectation across the sport that the Raiders would be expected to go backward next year. There's an expectation that they are where they are, and they're going to keep going on the forward trajectory. It's not a good idea to risk and screw with that this time. Yeah, and I'm going to say this too. It's going to probably cost about $15 million a year to get Harbaugh, which is no big deal, at a 10-year deal. That that's, This is the NFL. They're rolling in money. Um, the Chargers have shown – that's they're not willing to spend. They could change for sure. There are other jobs that will come open. We're going to get into all that in a minute. Again, nobody's saying Jim's not a great candidate. We're just simply saying for the Raiders, I, I, I've made this statement several times. I actually made it on a national radio show earlier. If I'm any of the other 31 teams, Jim Harbaugh is my number one candidate. Now, I'm going to have to meet with them because there's some things about him I'm going to have to talk to him about. Not the NCAA stuff, <clears throat> but I'm to me number one candidate. I got to work through some things. If you're the Raiders, Antonio Pierce is my number one guy for all the right reasons, and uh, he did an amazing job. John, if they go get Harbaugh and they don't step forward. They get Rich Passaccia, gets him in the playoffs. Josh McDaniels goes backwards. I mean, this is such a risk. If he hires AP, there's no risk. He doesn't work out. He doesn't work out. You go get your guy. You hire Jim Harbaugh, doesn't work out, and everyone's going to be remembering. Uh, remember, you let AP go. Could It's a good point. All right. We've got a ton of Raiders. It's a massive risk. And there is, like you said, there's baggage that Jim Harbaugh would bring back to the NFL. Not everybody that's gone away from the NFL and come back has done so well. Raider fans know that. There's no just guarantee. You'd have a lot to clear up. You'd have like, what lessons did you learn in San Francisco when people quit and started retiring, etc. All that is to be explored. These are very good points and they must be made now at this time in January, before all this happens and we're looking down the road next year, like, hey, look at this. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. All right. We're going to hit some NFL issues, but a lot of this relates to Raiders. So stay with us, Raider Nation. John, first thing I want to talk to you about is uh, that I found interesting is the NFL as a league is offering buyouts to a couple of hundred employees. This is from CNBC. Talk about this. Yeah, this was a kind of late-breaking story. Late-breaking meaning it broke later in the day. And what we're talking about is NFL, basically NFL headquarters, offering buyouts to not quite 20% of the employees. It's an organization with somewhere near uh, 1,100 employees. These buyout letters went out. And it's interesting because everybody wants to get more efficient, understandably. Almost every industry, almost every industry gets more efficient. You can do more with less technology, et cetera. But it's a little bit of a weird story because the NFL has never been more popular. It probably never been more profitable. It's on the way up. And yet they're looking to buy out 200 or so employees. It's not clear what level what number of employees may be able to take this or be willing to take the buyout but it is interesting and it's a little bit of a uh, probably a little bit of a shock to the folks uh, in new york and elsewhere who work for the nfl 
it's a little bit of a bizarre story and it's kind of hidden. I wonder if it's hidden on purpose because we know it's super wild card weekend and we know the playoffs are here. So maybe it's a good time to just kind of squeeze this in a little corporate efficiency for the National Football League offices. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. All right. Something happened on Tuesday that blew my mind. The Titans just fire Vrabel. They don't try to trade him. Now, I'm told that they were asked, did you not want to trade him? Nope, because we want to go get our guy. And we didn't want to have to go through all the negotiations and lose whoever we wanted. This was stunning to me. (laughs) This is a top coach, a great coach. Um, These guys very rarely get on the market. Now, somebody may say, well, how great is he? He hasn't won a Super Bowl. Okay. That's a fair argument, but he also has general managers and other people working for him. I mean, work that work above him. His X's and O's are unquestioned. Vrabel out. I was stunned they didn't try to do a trade. I, I was stunned that they didn't do it. And again, what were your thoughts when it broke? When it broke, I get a text. I'll read it to you. I'll give you my, my initial. When it broke, I had to read it twice because I was like, wait a minute. Well, I got it on a text before it was public, and I sent it to my son, Duffy. Um, This is what the text was. Holy, you can figure it out. Uh, Vrabel just got fired. Not a trade. Fired. Holy. Pretty much. I mean, wait, wait a second here. Wait a second here. You have probably a top five coach and it is okay to say, well, what does the guy won? Well, relative to his roster, his team's overachieved on more than one occasion. He had a good eye at times for developing coaches, uh, maybe one that he'll reunite with very, very soon, um, which of course takes him out of a potential opening in Atlanta, just obviously. Um there's a lot of reasons to like Mike Frabel. He's won championships. He's obviously groomed in a great organization. He was a former player recently, much like you know who Antonio Pierce. So this is without a doubt, I think, a top five candidate right away. And the amazing thing to me is if this is what the ownership of Tennessee is talking about, we couldn't get a trade done fast enough. Are you out of your mind? There is supposedly a couple of franchises, I don't know, maybe one in Washington, that's been looking around, could we make a trade for a coach for months? And that would be a place that would for sure love to have Mike Vrabel. Holy cow. They let this guy walk away. And if what you're hearing is because they're going to get their guy I want to see who that guy is as soon as they can make it happen. If it's, I don't even know who it could be to justify this. If it's Bill Belichick, what are you going to do there? And and what's the succession plan? If it's Dan Quinn, are you telling me you couldn't wait a little longer? If it's Kellen Moore, it's Kellen Moore? This is beyond belief that they would just let this guy walk because what it's doing to the value of the franchise is is taking it down. You're telling me that on the trade market, let's say they couldn't get top value, but there's no compensation for Mike Vrabel? This is going to go down as a really, really bad move for the Titans that they're going to take probably a number of years to dig out of. 
And like one of my friends said, who's very close to the situation, he gets all his money. They just cut him. Yeah, I, I it's like not you like said, money doesn't appear to, to to matter. It just doesn't make any sense. Are I mean, you can't get a second or in a fourth round draft pick or something for this guy somewhere. Let me just say this: the next time a player holds out and fans get mad at him, don't get mad at him when an owner's being cheap. When Mark Davis is paying tens of millions to coaches that don't work for him and they're cutting Vrabel and not trading him to try to save money, these guys are rolling in the dough. Don't feel any sympathy when a player wants theirs. John, I want to talk about the Steelers. Uh, we got into yesterday's podcast with Matt Halatic about the NFL, and I was talking to a player and he's like, I, I don't mind if we extend the season and, and not extend it, but add three more games and get rid of exhibition. But I'm only going to vote for it is if we expand the roster because it's just, it's too, it's not safe. Everybody's beat up. Everybody's injured. <clears throat> I think there's, and then today <clears throat> I had a conversation with an executive uh, who was listening to our podcast uh, or yesterday on the, uh, when they were driving home and they actually called me about it and said, listen, I thought your podcast was great today. I mean, this is not good for the NFL at the end of the year when everyone's having to go sign a bunch of no names. Vegas is going to get ticked about this. Um, and this is not a Vegas executive, but Vegas is going to get ticked because they said a lot of these lines before the year. You know, we got 17 games now, so many injuries. And they talked to me about, I think it's, you, you got the right idea, expand the roster, no practice squad, or you're going to have a practice squad. But if you play on game day, you get a game check. But let it, and, and then not, you know, who's our inactives, everybody's active, everybody on, they just go, we got to do something. Now, there is a concern. And I told this story, Warren Spawn, um, the great, Major League Baseball pitcher years and years ago, I, I got to spend an afternoon with him. What a great afternoon. And we talked about the game of baseball and how it's changed. And he didn't even know what a pitch count was coming up playing in the league. You got the ball and you were told, go pitch nine innings. He told me a story. I think it was his rookie year. It may have been his sophomore year, but he's down a ton of runs. I don't remember how many. For some reason, I think it was seven or nine. But if I'm wrong, I'm not making that up. But it was a huge number. And he goes, and I remember it was, it was like the second or third inning. I just, my job was to pitch my way through it. Nowadays we're polling kids. We don't want their confidence heard. And, oh, we got pitch counts. Anyways, he told me that there are so many more teams that players that used to be AAA and AA players are now playing in the major leagues. And it's watered down the product. Now, he goes, you know, a guy that had X amount of home runs playing in our time, there were less teams, so you had you were facing better pitchers more. Now you're getting to the third, fourth, fifth end of the pitching rotation. It's not good. Anyways, my concern is the NFL is great because they always leave them wanting more. If they keep the exhibition games and keep adding more games, it's just going to water down the product. 
there's going to there, – at some point, there's there, we're already seeing it. There's guys in the NFL right now that don't belong in the NFL. Talk about this situation, if you would, with the Steelers roster, what's going on. Give us your perspective. Yeah, this is the problem. We're championing this flag to expand the rosters to 70. This is when you want the NFL to be at its best. And what's happening in Pittsburgh and what's happening in Miami is a horrible example of, of them limping in to what should be the best time of the year. Who wants to tune into the Steelers with T.J. Watt out and Mason Rudolph as the starter? Just for example, what we are seeing is maybe the combination of so many games and not enough roster space and not enough rest. We're seeing too many late season injuries. And the problem that I've always had is it really hurts the product when the product should be best. A couple years back, the Chiefs go to a Super Bowl. They have one injury too many, and that 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 injury should not have cost them a chance to win that Super Bowl, for example. We see the Steelers, who one of us had making the playoffs, with a guy in Mason Rudolph that I don't know how many people would have expected to be in the NFL in 2024, and without a real star of the game able to play. We go down to Miami and watch their team just – the wheels are falling off with guys getting hurt. They're playing for the division last week on Sunday night football against the Bills. Uh, you know, fracture or uh, dislocation in a wrist for Baker. Um, Van Gruden, uh, what, whatever his last name is, injured also. We're seeing too many injuries because too many of these guys are playing too many reps. If the roster's expanded to 70 and we know we're going 17 games from the start, not only do we have more competition and likely more improvement on our roster, we have a chance to give guys more time to recover. We have a chance to give guys uh, uh, get more guys into games that maybe don't guy, enough guys get hurt. The problem I have as a fan, and all the folks out there probably do too, is this is when we want the NFL to be at its best. And what we've seen is a couple of teams, those are just two examples, getting shrunk to not be able to be their best in these playoffs. That's the whole point of this thing. We want the best going into the playoffs. The rosters have got to be expanded to help ensure that that is the case. And didn't uh, Miami have like 25 guys on the injured list? Last week before the bill, they had 25 guys on the injury list. My math is okay. 25 is almost half of 53. 25 is about a third of 70. It's close. It's All right. Five. Now, in talking to executives, they said they didn't think the NFL would have a problem going to 70 as long as the salary pool, the percentage of salary cap of revenue didn't change. The players are like, no, we don't want to expand the roster if you don't up the salary cap. So it's kind of both. Neither party wants to give up cash. And the, this is where <clears throat> the NFL hurts itself because it does not have a good commissioner. Roger Goodell works for the owners, which all do. But you may remember years ago in baseball, there was a clause where the commissioner of baseball could make a decision if it was in the best interest of the game. I don't trust Roger Goodell, but that's not the way the NFL operates. So here's a good idea. If both parties would give a little, I think there's something here. But to be honest, I'm not expecting it. I understand what you're saying. I'm hoping that it's practically demanded. And 
this is the common ground to be reached. The product will get better. Again, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but they were completely knocked out of that Super Bowl possibility. I think it was Eric Fisher that got injured. That was the third injury when you count the one guy that was 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 doing doctor work, I believe. Um, that 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 killed him. And now we've got uh, you've got there's just too many injuries late in the season that are not necessary. I don't think that will happen if our rosters are to 70. It makes too much sense for the sport. You've said it as simply and as clearly as it can. They need to do the right thing for the best interests of the sport. This is also going to be the easiest time ever to do it. I mean, good God, this thing is on fire. Do it now when it seems like, ah, uh, but it's really in reality the easiest time that the NFL could do this. They're not doing it at a low point. This is doing it when they are flying high. Totally agree. All right, John, I want to talk to you because uh, I found it to be fascinating. Kirk Cousins. Um, love Kirk. Good friend. Love his family. Know them all very well. So I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying the interest of full disclosure. So I don't think my opinions will be tainted, but maybe. Um, I think he wants to stay in Minnesota. Um, I think there's a deal to be made there. I think they saw we don't have anybody on the roster that can do anything for us. Um, I think there can be a deal. But if there's not, and he can pass a physical and show his health, this guy's up for another monster deal. Um, but I, I, if I had to guess today, I think he ends up back in Minnesota. What do you think? If I had to guess today, I think he ends up back in Minnesota. But I want to see what the program is in Washington and what the program is in Atlanta. Those are the two obvious places beyond Detroit that doesn't need a quarterback, um, beyond Chicago that doesn't look like that would possibly be true. Atlanta is where his wife's family is from. Washington is where his career started, and he seemed to have a great experience other than the... All your balloons are back. Isn't that something? Other than the ownership. So, circling the wagons, let's see who the coach is in Atlanta. Let's see what the organization looks like in Washington. I would be there betting with you that he will be back at the Vikings. I'm actually really long on the Vikings being an awesome offense next year, depending when he comes back and another massive late-season injury to Hawkinson. But you've got to give some of the people credit like here, that talked about how good Jordan Addison would be. He's done better than I thought he would do when Justin Jefferson went out. He got Hawkinson. They got some plug and play at the tight or at the um, at the running back position. The Vikings are going to be really, really good. But but this is also probably his last move, right? Where he would be moving to start for a number of seasons. That would be the intention. I want to see who's in Washington, who's in Atlanta. But I like the Vikings ahead right now because Kurt doesn't he likes to he likes things steady. But let's see if those other two have anything at all to offer him. There's a really good chance that either one or or, or they both absolutely will not be interesting to him. All right. We're in the hiring season. Um the question is who blinks first? Who's gonna make the first hire? To me. Man, I got to be really careful what I say. But to me, this is a no-brainer. It should be the Raiders. Um, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a two-horse race. It's Harbaugh and it's Pierce. 
So to me, this is not a big brain surgery type situation, but it's interesting. It's fascinating. Who do you think makes the first hire, John? To me, it, if it's not going to be the Raiders, I almost think Tennessee because they said we needed to move on from him. We didn't want to lose our guy. I don't know. What do you think? That to me is the wild card. Um, when you look at the list of who's been asked to interview, you can see teams who should have a hard time filling their job, like Carolina and Los Angeles Chargers. They have a large list. You see teams in a position uh, like the Washington football team that are really going to start from from far back, although maybe they want to move quicker now with, with, with Rabel being out there. When you're talking about the Raiders, if it really is down to just two, then that would make the most sense because I don't know anybody else that's narrowed down to two. As we're taping this, we're not expecting Pete Carroll to retire. We don't know what's going to exactly happen in New England, but anybody that's watched this show understands that you've laid out a couple of the succession opportunities, one that's in the house now and one, of course, that just became free. So it's not as if they would be going through a super giant process. You know, I, I mean, they would still I, have to follow the, Re the Rooney rule and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if they, yeah. I would think, yeah, I would think if it's teed up, it's teed up. Um, I, let's talk a little bit. I, 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 I'm kind of with you. And again, I'm going to hang my hat on the around Super Bowl week or before. I think the Raiders want something to bring some attention to them. I would look for them. My guess from way far out here is that they will have something before the Super Bowl to announce in Super Bowl week. Or the oh bye God! Week. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not even that's not even part of the equation. I expect it done by the thirty first of the month, as early as a week from now, as late as the thirty first. They got to get on that immediately. I mean, combine prep, all that kind of stuff. They got to get on it. All right, John, um, let's talk a little bit about the Raiders. Okay, so the first stat I want to talk about is. Well, you hit it because it's one that I think that is pretty important. You hit it, Johnny. You know, the interesting About thing to me is where do the Raiders rank in rushing the ball? And the interesting thing is because of who Josh Jacobs is, what he did last year, how he came into this season late, and then, of course, squeezed out at the end by injury. What you see is that the Raiders are third from last in total rush yards. And I do think yep. that – yeah, so that matters a little more than what a lot of folks see with their eyes when they think, understandably, who is our quarterback? Is our quarterback one that can play at the NFL level and start? Is our quarterback one that can win or compete for a division? All that stuff's really important, but the Raiders didn't run the ball very well, and I think we can point to the fact that because of Josh Jacobs missing camp and then missing the end of the year, that actually shows up when you look at them and think, how are they third from last in the league rushing with Jacobs? That's why. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to say a couple things. I disagree with you. Um, they were third from the bottom, but that's over the whole year. After right. AP took over, they exponentially rose. And at the end, when Josh was injured, Zamir White did really, really good. I mean, and that last game, I think he did as good as, as Josh would have done. So I think what we're what what I, I love about this stat is they're well, so I guess that they would be 30, they're third from the bottom. So 30th in the NFL overall in rushing. But you've got Josh McDaniels, who's well respected around the NFL as an offensive genius, 
in comes AP. They make the commitment and they skyrocket. I thought that was fascinating. Now let's talk about defense. Yes. They're 15th in total defense, but significantly higher after Josh McDaniels is gone and, and AP allows Patrick Graham to run the defense that he wants to run. And then the last stat is the one that I, I want to talk about. Total defense, 27th. That's the total last off- one, wasn't it, John? Yeah, total offense. I mean, total offense, 27th. To me, <clears throat> again, the issue here, the defense was well. The offense was much improved under AP, even though they had you know the Minnesota game where they're shut out, um, the Indianapolis game. Disaster, but still, I to me it all points to okay. You you didn't want Rich Passaccia, you wanted the shiny new toy. The shiny new toy was Josh McDaniels, and your your franchise went backwards. Yeah, that's kind of the the, the big takeaway that I see from those stats. And this is the time of year to look at them because they're complete. The season's over, and they're relatively fresh. When we look back at them down the road, our memories get skewed. And I don't, it's not to pound on Josh McDaniels, but whatever he was trying to do, either he couldn't get done or it wasn't going to happen. It's remarkable the gear shift that happened. And when we talk about why does it look like Antonio Pierce is a head coaching candidate, it's because of that. He took what was going on, the production levels, he made some changes and they did take off. Now they were definitely hurt somewhat by Jacobs being hurt at the end. That's why the rush numbers maybe aren't a little better. Uh, when you see the defense though, the total defense is well ahead of many teams that are going to play this weekend in the playoffs. Just look at the stats, folks. They're there. And when you look at the offense, the thing that stands out to me is what in the hell were they doing early on when McDaniels was there and the absolute, not only commitment, but execution to get the ball to Devontae Adams, to get the ball to Josh Jacobs, to start working the, the young tight end, to feature and get the ball in the playmaker's hands. That's yet another reason why, to be really honest, a lot of people want to see what a full season or two would look like with Antonio Pierce. And again, we're not, I don't need to sell the guy. He's going to be interviewed other places if he does not get the Raiders job. And it's because of what he did this year. When we look at the stats, we see the impact of how bad the start was. And we see for sure that this is not even close to a rebuilding project. This is one looking to get in that higher gear. And what you want if you're a Raider fan is consistently win more than you lose, consistently be in the playoffs, and consistently have some pokes to try to get to the Super Bowl, to the conference championship game, really in the rest of these 2020s. We don't know what's going to happen uh, five, six years down the road because those players aren't really, the massive contributors maybe aren't, aren't here yet. But for this window that this core playing group has, the direction is forward. It's not a rebuild. The stats would support that. Yeah. I agree with you 110%, John. The stats would. All right, let's get to a subject. I'm getting a text here from someone that may be something we can talk about on the podcast, so I'm going to read it. All right. We won't be talking about it on this podcast. 
but we will be talking about it in a future one. All right. Now, we move to a subject that you and I have been hammering all year. We have two subjects less. The last one is all Raiders, and that's officiating. It was terrible in the national championship game. It has been horrible in the NFL. Um, it's it's just, and now everyone's talking about it. It is the discussion. I have a buddy that's a radio show host of a very, very large radio show. And he sent me a clip of his show the other day. And he, the whole hour, first hour of the show was about the NFL being fixed and officiating and, and all of that kind of stuff. This is not, I know all publicity is good publicity. This is not good publicity for the NFL. This is bad. John, we've been on it. We were ahead of the curve. We were talking about it when nobody else was. They got to fix this. We've, we've been talking about this for like nearly 10 years in, in some ways. Uh, partially because, you know, if you look back at the history books, the Big Ten Conference did a lot to lead with bringing instant replay and refining instant replay at the college level. They've done a lot of leadership there. There's more to do. Now, at the NFL level, this has become a gigantic, massive, uh, giant red bruise that's oozing. There's a couple things that we'd like to see done. Some technology mixed in. Do we still need a chain or can we have a 10-yard digital thing? Just for example, can we put some sensors on the ball? I don't know. Again, competition committee needs some people that that's their full-time job. They're not doing other jobs in the league like we talked about. But we want to see some technology. We need to see, for God's sake, you can call it the eye in the sky or the off-field official. We need to see that too. Now, the, the last part I'd like to say is... and. There's no way for this not to sound um, uh, like we're tapping ourselves on the shoulder, but the game looks very different when you're on the field, folks, at the field level. There are times, many times, when referees can't see through a body or see around a body or two, and they plain don't see stuff because of they're actually on the field and the game is played on a flat plane. They're not looking from above like we are, like Hondo is in the box looking at the TV, like we're watching for the TV, like fans are watching from the stands. I don't know how to explain that uh, unless you experience it, but it is not the same when you're on or watching from the field level. And there are some times when things just plain get missed when they're like, how could you not see that referee? And literally it's because the guy didn't see it. So taking that into account with some technology, with the eye in the sky, with some continued improvements with replay, I think we're going to get this thing on a better track. But I do believe there is a critical mass this year. The critical mass is behind. Something has to be done. I hope the owners get it. I hope the people that run the sport get it and are working with it. I worry that the competition committee, again, is filled with too many people that have too many other responsibilities that don't have a giant checklist with all this stuff written down from literally week one so we could put this, get some ideas, streamline it, and move the game forward. The officiating has got to get better. It is hurting the NFL right now, and who knows what's around the corner in these playoffs. Is somebody season going to get totally stung or... Mm -hmm gonna get a blown call or a missed call to, to knock them out if it's ever gonna happen based on what we've seen this year 
you got to think there's a real good chance somebody's going home saying officiating is why we're going home and we do not want that if we are the nfl that's like the second to last or last thing we want um you talk about where we sit i have a friend who's a professional athlete you know him who uh invited us to go to a game coming up now that the football season's over and he goes uh I'll hook you up with a couple of courtside seats uh, or game side seats. Not saying it's basketball. It could be hockey, whatever. Not going to get into it. I don't want people guessing, but he's like, listen, I'm going to get you a couple of first row seats. And I'm like, Oh, I I don't want to go. He's like, what are you talking about? I'd rather be up in the upper deck. I I, I like to watch the game. Uh, You know? Okay. So 10% of the plays happen right in front of me but not the rest. I like to be up where I can watch the entire game. I, I, I always laugh. People say, oh, man, they give the media the worst seats. No, I think we have the best seats in the house, way up high. Watch the game. I love it. All right, John, we're going to go over the games this weekend, make some picks, and then I want to finish on a Raider note. Buffalo, The Browns head to Houston. I'm a huge Houston fan. I love D'Amico Ryan. I would love to see Houston wins. But I'm a Joe Flacco guy. The Browns defense, defense wins championships. I'm riding with the Brownies. Defense travels, experience travels. Joe Flacco still got a bone to pick. It's not Tyler Palco's folk, uh, fault, folks. If you go way back to Pitt when he had to leave Pitt to go to Delaware, Joe Flacco still got a chip on his shoulder. Defense plus experience, they travel. Browns. Dolphins head to Kansas City, two finesse teams, but it's in Arrowhead, and it's a you know I don't listen. I don't think the Chiefs are who they were, but it's in Arrowhead with the cold. They're from Miami, the Heat. I'm going to ride with Kansas City at home, and and the, the 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 Dolphins are out of so many players. This one only scares me for one reason. The reason is those that seem like the most obvious sure thing wins in the NFL oftentimes are not. Mm-hmm. I take that into account, but I'm with you. The Dolph, There's too many guys injured on the Dolphins. Tremendous hard knocks to watch this week. You see Mike McDaniel trying to rally his team saying, you know, we're not falling apart. We're not, we're not falling apart. In reality, looking from the outside, they're falling apart. There's too many guys hurt. It's unfortunate the Chiefs win. All right, those are the Saturday games, Sunday game. Pittsburgh head to Buffalo, and Buffalo is just going to roast them. You might as well call them the Pittsburgh Wings. I, I just, I, I don't even think this one's close. I love Tomlin. The fact that he got this team in the playoff just echoes his greatness. Buffalo all the way. I think Buffalo's got a good shot at the Super Bowl. Of course, I had them in the Super Bowl from the wild card for those that watched in August. They know, they remember. Thank you. Buffalo by 17. Green Bay heads to Dallas. As you know, I predicted Green Bay to win the NFC Norris. They didn't. The Lions did it. But Jordan loves everything we thought he was. I think that they're going to give a – I'm not a Dallas fan. I don't think there's any shot they get to a Super Bowl. A lot of talent, but not good. I'm riding with Dallas, though, winning this game in Dallas. A lot of pressure on the Cowboys. Some experience advantage, though. I do think that shows up here. Tremendous year for Green Bay in a lot of ways. This is going to be a tremendous experience builder for these guys. But, yeah, I'm giving Dallas this one. I think Dallas will win this playoff game. 
Next, Rams head to the Lions, which is hilarious. Matthew Stafford back in the D. Listen, I just don't think the Lions against Stafford. I'm going Rams all the way. The Rams are hot. They are hot, and they know what to do here. This is not the team I would want to play if I was Detroit. I think the no, Lions, they're surging. Yeah, I think the Lions are going to feel some pressure too. They've got distractions. Their coordinators are on all the lists. Everybody is patting them on the shoulder. Way to go, bringing back some restore the roar, etc. The Rams are going to come in. McVeigh looks like he's happy. I, I like the Rams to steal this one. A game that the Lions are like, what do you mean? Their season's over that fast? Yes. Here come the Rams stealing it. Philly goes to Tampa. Now, listen, I don't think Philly is what they were. I'm not pretending that they were what they were. But still, they're the defending Super Bowl representatives of their conference. I love what Baker Mayfield's done. He's been awesome. He's the NFL Comeback Player of the Year to me. Just like the Browns coach should be the coach of the year. But I'm going to pick Philly in Tampa. I wouldn't be shocked at a Tampa win, but I certainly would be surprised. I'm going to go with Philly. Any concern about Jalen Hurts' hand or his injury injury position? I don't know. You know, what we've seen here is complacency pretty much ruin the Eagles. You saw Dan Orlovsky with an incredible actual technical breakdown of like, here's some mistakes that they're literally making telegraph, whether they're uh, passing or running, their receivers aren't looking back. I just am with you. I got to bet that the Eagles are going to flip the switch on. Now, sometimes you hit the switch and it doesn't come on, or sometimes you hit it and it comes on, but the stuff is not all quite wired right. I think that's what happens here. I think that the Eagles, by less than a field goal, beat a team that I don't know how many people thought Tampa would be in the playoffs. A lot of people like Todd Bowles for a lot of good reasons. He does not have a terribly stacked roster. He's gotten a lot out of that in a bad division. But for God's sake, the Eagles have got to get this business taken care of. They flip the switch and win by three or less. All right, John. Now, last thing I want to end with is a Raider thing. Mark Davis doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what I think. Doesn't care. And he shouldn't. Let's give him that credit. He shouldn't. But they say they care about what their players think. That crowd, John, I have never been in a stadium, a non-championship event, people chanting for the coach, cheering for the coach, um, signs everywhere hire ap they're chanting ap the legends i mean we're talking hall of famers are down in there all of it all of it to me mark davis this is a legacy defining hire i have been saying this for weeks my question to you john shop am i overstating it no and here's why Mark Davis takes control of the Raiders. His legacy is establishing the team in Las Vegas. They're not going anywhere. So they're the Las Vegas Raiders. That is tied to his legacy. He has stumbled out of the gates. This is the hire that will basically stick for good. 
what he had heard and saw last week, whether it was Matt Millen, Flores, you go down the name list. We all saw him there. We all saw what happened with the crowd. What you saw was kind of that magic that happens. This is not college football. This is professional. We got that. This is not Les Miles being cheered and carried in a very strange scene in LSU that really hurt everybody involved. That's college. This is pro football, but this is the Raiders. The fans have spoken. The players have spoken. The legacy, the alumni have spoken, if you will. Mark Davis is not going to repeat the same mistake twice. The people that matter most in his franchise are the 53, hopefully soon to be 70, on the roster. I don't think there's any question. This is the legacy. And what we're seeing, what we'll hopefully look back at someday down the road is that last game in the 2023 season when everybody got the feeling that this is our guy and this is the chemistry. This is the magic that can build the franchise and get it back in a winning mode on a consistent basis. Not a flash in the pan. Not we might eke our way into playoffs here and there. We got our guy, a guy that gets us, a guy that fits the logo, a guy that fits the colors, a guy that fits the city, a guy that fits the way we want to play football, smart, relentless, disciplined, innovative. This is it. All right. Make your prediction today. Will he hire AP, Harbaugh, or somebody else? Oh, I think he's absolutely going to hire Antonio Pierce. That's my prediction. Yeah, uh, here's my thing. Mark Davis has zigged when I thought he would zag and zagged when I thought he would zig. He beats to his own drummer. It's not a, that's not a slam at all. I think he's a good guy. But I just don't think there's any room to zig or zag. I think his alumni, his team, and his fans have made it so clear when the dust settles. I think it's really close, but I think when the dust settles, it's Antonio Pearson. I think that'll be a good day for Raider Nation. So, good. Thank you for your prediction. That was mine, too. He is the great Johnny Shop, the one and only. Joins us each and every week. As you know, he's a terrific journalist, very successful attorney. Um, he's been doing this with me for, John, I think it's 15 years now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, 15. Yeah. And the reason I have him on every week, is because he brings a perspective that's not – I'm not a fan, but I'm I'm there and I cover the team. He is not a fan, but he covers the team and watches from the bird's eye view. I love it. we got a lot of great podcasts coming up with some other special guests I can't wait to get to. But, John, once again, thank you for all that you do. I appreciate you, my brother, and thanks for joining us. It's such a fun thing to do. We'll do it again soon. Tell Alicia hi. All right, everybody, we'll be back. See you tomorrow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.